Let's talk about it. A moment with Adelaide. Whether morning, noon, or night, we about to create a vibe. Don't be scared to speak your mind. Digging deep and say just what you find. Take a moment. Take a moment. A moment with Welcome back, guys, to A Moment with LNA. Thank you guys for listening to our first episode. Tonight will be our second episode. I'm joined here with the lovely Miss A. How you doing, ma'am? I was going to say um, gang gang, but I recently heard that that's cringe. <laughs> <laughs> that's what some of my students told me. So, So, no gang gang? No, nah, I'm still gonna say gang gang. Fuck them. I hope they don't hear this, but okay. Well, they shouldn't be listening to this, head asses. But hi. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I love that for you. <laughs> How's your mental? My mental is good. No complaints. Definitely. Yeah. Love to hear it. Uh, how's your mental? Don't do that. Um, my my mental's good right now. Okay. It's been um been a been a little challenging the past couple of days, but it's good overall. You know, you live and you learn. What's challenging? Um, just life. Just some things in life have um upset me. Um, but like I said, you live and you learn, you know. You get to you get to grow through every every lesson you have. And um I just feel it's on you as an individual to to take those lessons and um, allow them to shape you for the better. Definitely. You grow through what you go through. Amen. That was lit. <laughs> it was a bar. I give that you was that. a word. That was for somebody. It was definitely. It definitely. That was for everybody. I mean, anybody over the age of about 12 that actually go through something, yeah, that was a word. I don't know. I, I just always naturally just want to challenge you. So 12-year-olds can't go through. 11-year-olds <laughs> <laughs> can't go through stuff, Elgin. I mean, I remember back in the day when they say, you know. I was going you through it. No, you ain't got no problem. You ain't got no bills. You ain't got no. But I think that, you know, um, nowadays, you know, the youth do uh, encounter a lot more things than we probably encountered when we were their age but i definitely think that um you know we should give our young people um somewhat of a voice at an earlier age than we did in our generation Um, i don't think we should give them a voice period yeah yeah that's what i mean um because today's society is definitely different than the society we grew up in and um, just the internet is mm-hmm. just rampant mm-hmm. nowadays. So, you know, 
I just think it's nothing you can do about it, honestly, as a parent. Like, you can do everything you want, but kids are still going to get to the Internet, still going to get to, you know, TikTok and Facebook and yeah. Insta and Twitter. And, you know, they're just going to be, you know, they're going to see it. So and that's why uh, I think it's important to have a transparent relationship with your child. That is that is true, too. That is true, too. That's um, that's something that I definitely, you know, as a father, I, I definitely, I'm gonna save my comments. I, I think I, I think we can do an episode about that, and um, you can you, know, say, you can talk your shit, and then we can still do an episode. I mean, well, you know, my son is three, um, but I do a lot of, you know, futuristic thinking and and planning and. I feel like that when he gets of age, I'll definitely be at a place where, number one, I want him to speak open and transparent with me about whatever. And um, I know that I'll be in a place where I'll be able to listen and, and hear and feel and, you know, even reflect on my my upbringing and, you know, the challenges I may have had yeah. um, with my parents and my father specifically. Um, but I just think like sometimes as parents, we don't always have to, we don't always have to respond. It's okay to, to process and then let the child know, I'm going to get back to you on that. You know, thanks for asking. Thanks for being honest. You know, um, I don't want to respond right now because I may be emotionally charged. I may be upset. I may be, you know, just confused or angry. Um, and it's okay. You know, like you're still human. I think sometimes even in parent circles, when I talk to parents that, you know, have been parents way longer than I have, um, they still struggle and some of them admit it, some of them won't. But I think that, you know, you have to, in order to get better at something, you have to admit when you're not good at it or when you're not good in a certain area. So, um, I just think that's important that, you know, just like every other relationship in your life, your relationship with your child has to be worked on, has to be worked at. It has to be intentionally improved and it has to just be intentional, period. I just think like, you know, sometimes life can potentially get busy. And I know if you got more than one kid, sometimes kids can almost, I hate to say it, but almost be an afterthought for some people, you know. Got two jobs, got three kids, got a spouse, you know. Or you get so caught up with, like, just taking care of them that you yeah. don't really pay attention to them. Yeah, it's just about the about the needs, you know. Make sure they have a house, make the sure meals. the bills are paid, making mm-hmm. sure they have clothes in their back, but then yeah. their mental health is severely yeah. deprived. Not making sure that they're happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I don't got no jits, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, team no kids, huh? Mm, yeah, it's dope though. Um, no, I love that. Dope. So, do you apologize to dudes when you're wrong? Um, or have you had to do that yet since he's only three? Nah, I haven't had to do that. But I feel like you know, if that opportunity comes, I will. Because mm-hmm. um, I know a lot of parents. As well, I know, like specifically. And minority families, they struggle with, like, apologizing to their children when they're wrong or because yeah. they feel like, well, I'm the parent. It's like, bro, but you're Yeah, but you're human. But you're human. I think yeah. that's that's the biggest thing that people have to remember is that as a parent, you're still human first. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if you're wrong. It's okay if you make a mistake. 
it's okay if you make a decision that doesn't benefit the child in the long run and you have to change it. That's your that's your right as a human being to make a mistake. Um, but at the same time, I think it also goes to humility. Yeah. Like sometimes, you know, people... Pride. Yeah. It's okay if you're wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things. Like, it's going to happen. It's life, you know? But, yeah. Well, I don't want to throw this episode episode completely off by, ask, by asking more que- um, like parenting questions. Yeah, so. it's all good. We like I said, we'll we save it for another episode on my curiosity about Elgin being a father. Yeah, definitely. We'll 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 definitely wrap up that in a different episode. But um, but this episode tonight. Yes, this episode tonight is <laughs> is going to be Liddy. Um, I want to I want to give a a quick shout out before we get into this episode um so you guys have heard our lovely intro song fire intro song can you sing your phone no i cannot (laughs) sing it for them i will not embarrass myself or disrespect disrespect my boy um the artist that you are hearing is uh kel beasy he's a local um central florida artist from the sanford area I think the city is called Bokey. Um, but yeah, man, we appreciate Kelbeezy for um just really murdering that uh intro, man. I just really, you know, I I hit him up and I said, Hey man, I like your sound, like your vibe, your style, you know, man. I'm doing a podcast. Just kind of gave him a brief introduction on what we were doing. And um he was overjoyed to do it. And I mean, I think it may have took him four days. Max and um he sent it back the first cut I was like whoa this is it this is it you know and I sent it to um Akile and she was happy about it as well and you know we went with it and it's definitely been a, a been a hit been a banger it's people asking me like hey is that song gonna release like is that song gonna drop I was like it's Yo, that would be definitely <laughs> definitely Go and get it in the works, you know. I, I'm going to reach back out to him and see if we can't get something, you know, in the works to get it dropped, you know, like a full song. But um, appreciate you, man, Kel Beasy. Um, you can check him out on all social media platforms at, at Kel Beasy. Um, it's um, two E's and two Y's on um, Instagram. I think he also has a Twitter and um, on Facebook as well. And we'll put his information in the podcast notes so that Definitely. you guys can follow him. Shout out to Kel BZ. Definitely. So tonight, <laughs> or today's episode, whenever you may be listening to this, um, if you've seen, if you've heard the first episode, which I hope you have, if you haven't, please go listen to the first episode. Um, See, I was just a lot, a, lot, a lot nicer than me. I was going to say you're fake. <laughs> I won't say you fake. I will. I, I won't say you fake. <laughs> I'll just say that, um, you know, maybe you maybe you hopping on at this episode, and that's fine, you know. But I need that. I need that other listen for the first episode. So I need you to go back and play that first episode. Um, but our first episode was called "Life After Divorce," and it was focused on um, Miss A. Um, so tonight we're going to talk about life after divorce for myself. Um, you know. It's a serious topic. It's definitely, um, definitely something that you know. It's um, 
it takes time and we'll kind of we'll kind of walk it down through this episode and get there but um I'm definitely uh proud of myself happy where I am can you like and, let me get you know into what I'm saying? interviewing like, you yeah let's, like, let's you're just get already into it. sharing all of your let's feelings get into it. let's get into it let's go let's go so um similar to episode one where Elgin got to interview me now I get to interview him and I'm a great interviewer so it's gonna be lit definitely Okay, so Elgin, mm-hmm. <laughs> life after a divorce, mm-hmm. you know, we are very similar with this journey that we've shared. Mm-hmm. So, what has been the biggest lesson that you've learned since departing from your marriage? Um, okay, so the biggest lesson that I've learned after divorce... Um, I would have to say is being unapologetic about your desires, your wants, and your needs, um, and remembering that if you don't take care of you, you can't truly pour into others. Um, And you're always going to feel drained because you're pouring from a cup that's unfull. Is gonna gonna always get empty quick because you're you're not putting back into you. Mm-hmm. Um, so the biggest lesson for me, I think, is definitely learning to um, put into me what I put into everybody else and into the world. Um, that's probably the biggest lesson for me is just remembering to pour into myself first. And then pour out into others. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, obviously with Miss A, mm-hmm. she is childless. <laughs> 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 but you're not. Definitely not. So, um, do, you, do you think that, like, going through the experience of being married and now divorced, has mm-hmm. that, like, changed the way that you father? Or has it made it different? Um, or change the perspective? Hmm. I won't say it changed the perspective for me. I definitely always thought about fatherhood in being a very um, balanced position. Um, being able to correct but not scold. Um, and also... Um, being able to provide guidance without um, forcefulness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those two things were very crucial for me, very pivotal, that I wanted to make sure I was able to do. And um, even without, you know, Still being with the mother of my child, um, I think those things have definitely come to fruition um, and still are things that I value a lot in my fatherhood. Um, So I don't think like to answer your question completely, I don't feel like being with her has really or not being with her has really um, changed my view or altered my goals Mm -hmm. um, of being. an amazing father. I don't, I don't feel that that change in 
I also think, you know, that they're two separate assignments. Um, and I think that um, a lot of men have to remember that when they do split from the mother of their child that, you know, um, at this point, the single assignment is to be the father and, you know, be as respectful or cordial or whatever you want to call it to the mother. That's really your only assignment when it comes to her, you know, um, but your main focus should still be to be the father. And, um, you know, so I would just say I challenge, you know, any men out there that are not with their, um, the mother of their child to just remain the father and remain true to that, um, that, uh, assignment. Okay. So kind of taking things back to when you were just getting divorced. Mm -hmm. Um, can you walk us through your emotional state? Like, what was that like for you? Um, so like, you know, in the beginning with the, you know, it started with like separation and, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. Um, in the beginning for me, um, I was doing a lot of, a lot of, I guess you could say soul searching, a lot of reflection on myself and the decisions I had made, the mistakes I may have made, the, um, shortcomings and even you know the great times um but at the same time I think for me it was about why I felt the way I felt you know and um improving on myself you know um I felt like in those moments I I needed to improve me no matter what in those moments um before even it was to the point where it was like okay this is not coming back this is over and done with you know even at the place where it was like you know maybe this could work maybe we could go back maybe we could you know continue to you know work through it continue to go to counseling and things like that you know I just knew that you know I needed to be better um, I needed to um, work on me, you know, despite what other issues I may have had um, inside the marriage or per se with her. Um, I made a promise and a vow to myself to just be better. So in those moments, a lot of times I was just focusing on my mistakes and things that I did and um, just becoming a better man. Um, I did a lot of a lot of reading, a lot of uh, self-reflection and, um, a lot of journaling and writing things down and, um, counseling was amazing, you know, um, just being able to pour it out, you know, and someone to listen and not be biased and be able to say, Hey, yeah, this is, well, this is, yeah, this is definitely where you made a mistake. This is definitely where you went wrong, or this is definitely where, um, you know, if you knew this back then at that age in your manhood and your development, you may have thought differently. You may have made a different decision, you know. Um, so that was, you know, a lot for me to grow and um, 
you know, just mentally challenge myself. Um, I think that was a lot of my growth and a lot of my emotions were wrapped around okay. just becoming better. So I have two questions. One mm-hmm. is a follow-up question to you going to therapy. Mm-hmm. So was that like a hard decision for you to make? Because, you know, mental health in the black community is a big stigma that we don't yeah. talk about. So what was that process like for you deciding that, like, yo, I need to go to therapy? Um, For me, it wasn't really a hard decision, only because I always supported therapy. Um, I always thought that it was to help and not to hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been in circles where it's not always looked at that way. Um, I do want to, you know, help push the narrative that therapy is for helping and healing. Um, will you have some hard times? Will you leave a therapy session hurting? Uh, will you leave a therapy session um, feeling broken and lost and confused? Possibly. But you can't allow where you end a session to be where you start the next session. And I'm going to repeat that so that people understand if you're if you are really serious about therapy, where you end the session should not be where you start the next session. And, and really what I mean by that is where you end, it's a lesson. It's, it should be a period there. It's the end of the session. You should reflect in and look back on it, of course, and take notes and figure out how to grow from it. But when you go to your next session, you definitely should have, you know, had some revelation or some um, understanding of why you felt the way you felt in those moments and and been able to move forward. Um, so I definitely feel like therapy um, therapy is a blessing. And a lot of people, they don't understand that it can be free. Like there's a lot of ways to get into therapy without having to come out of pocket. True. Um you know, a lot of times if you work, your insurance companies um, do, like, up to, like, 12 sessions for free. My first 10 were free. Yeah. And then my copay was only $20. Yeah, so look at that. You know, you got 10 for free and then, you know, $20 a session after that. That's, that's nothing. That's nothing. I mean, you spend $20 every at day Chipotle. almost. Yeah, or at Chipotle. Um, so definitely, um, I definitely want to push the narrative, you know, for anybody, but especially black men, um, therapy's the way, man. Um, it's the one place that's just as safe as, as you can get, honestly, in some cases, you know, um, if you, if you, if you commit to it being that, you know, you have to commit to it being, a journey because it will be and commit to uh, being all in with it. You know, whoever your therapist is, make sure that you vet them, make sure that you get a good understanding from them. They get a good understanding of you so that they can give good guidance and counsel. And it's um, okay to fire your therapist. Yeah, it get is. A new one. It is okay. Yeah. You might, you might have to go through one or two, like you know? she's saying before you get the one that, that matches with you. Um, I think, you know, also, too, you have to look at look at what you're looking for. Um, some people, they'll say, like, oh, well, you need a male. 
that, you know, X, Y, Z that looks like you or that, you know, um, has walked the walk that you walk. I do agree with some of those things. Um, I will say, though, that when I first started therapy, um, I had a woman. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't a bad thing. I never really um, felt that I wasn't getting what I needed. Um, and I think that um, in the beginning, I did a lot of talking about my marriage and talking about the things that went on and the things that I did and the things that she may have done. And so I think for me, the balance of hearing things from a female's perspective that wasn't someone that was directly involved, it helped. Um, but as I continued to grow and things like that, I eventually, you know, went on to find a male counselor. And, um, you know, I can call on either one of them at this moment, mm -hmm. you know, and say, hey, I want to sit down and have a session. And I feel as if that, you know, I'll get great results from either one, you know. Um, so I just say that to say that, you know, don't discredit anybody. Um, when you go, just try. Yeah, you know? I love that for you. So kind of taking things back to my second question, mm -hmm. you talked a little bit about the mistakes that you made mm -hmm. in your marriage. What were some of those mistakes? And do you have any regrets or things that you would have done differently? Um, regrets. Um, I'm going to say I have any regrets. Um, I do think some of the things that I did wrong were, number one, not not being firm on things that bothered me. Um, and I put it in that way and because it was it was a thing where, you know, I was in a mental space where I felt that, you know, oh, it's okay, it'll be all right, it'll get better. She understands. I explained it, you know. Um, but when you vow to do life with someone, um, that is a place that um I now look at it as a boxing ring, meaning that you have to leave it all out there if you want to win together, of course, but you can't, you can't not throw jabs and you have to be very intentional with your words. That's what I mean by not throwing jabs. Um, you have to, Make sure that you, you know, you voice it once, you voice it twice, you voice it three, four, five times. Um, and I think that for me, that was the biggest thing of not always being very firm with things that, you know, bothered me or things that I felt that potentially got pushed by the wayside. Um And for me, I think another thing that, you know, I 
I didn't fully, I think I said this before, I didn't fully know myself, you know, um, and walking in my own natural powers and um, possessing the skill set and the ability to firmly articulate things that I that I do now. Um, I think that, you know, for me, I focus more on the happiness of her and not so much the happiness of myself. And that's how I found myself in, in that place. Um, and I think that, you know, sometimes you, you want to give the world, but you don't align the world to be given back to you. Um, and I think that was a place that I was in. Um, and that was definitely something that I did wrong, you know, um, and I also think that, you know, something else that I did wrong was, I would say, not setting myself up for success when it came to um, the growth of our relationship. Um, just being able to have those consistent conversations about where we are, where we where we're where we're going or where we want to be inside of the relationship, not like physical things or you know we want a house, we want a car, none nothing like that. But I'm talking about just the deep um, working at it, things that you have to work on in a relationship. You know the things that bother me, the things that bother you. Um, the things inside the house, um, the things inside the car, you know, um, that I kind of spoke about a little bit. Um, but I think that those were the mistakes where the mistakes were made. Um, and I think that, you know, just, you know, without being bad-mouthy or negative, just those were the things that that hindered the marriage, you know. Um, and some of those things, you know, they came to a head and, you know, we, we looked at dealing with them and went to, you know, counseling and things and worked at it. And, you know, it just got to a point where I just – you know, I didn't, wasn't feeling anymore, yeah. you know, um, combination of things that happened and transpired. And, you know, sometimes you just get to a place where you just, you're just done, you know? Um, and that was, you know, that was me. Um, and, you know, when that happened, I expressed it and, you know, I said how I feel and, you know, after that point, we kind of went back and forth. Like I said, we tried a little bit more and, you know, eventually it just wasn't, it just wasn't hitting like it used to, you know, it just wasn't working. Um, and, you know, got to that point where it was like, okay, this separation is officially heading towards divorce. Yeah. So. 
That's sad. Divorce is sad. I mean, I it mean, is. like it is what it is, but like, ugh. okay. So, in my episode, we talked mm-hmm. a little bit about the different things that helped me through my divorce, like God mm-hmm. and journaling, working out, things like that. And don't be trying to steal my answers. <laughs> I already know how you do things. <laughs> so, what were let's say what were three things that helped you? Three things throughout your divorce, through the hard days, through those days where like it felt like, yo, okay. I'm healed, but low key. I'm still struggling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, definitely, definitely uh, therapy mm-hmm. and self evaluation. So, talk about self evaluation. Um, self evaluation. Self evaluate yourself after uh, your divorce or after your separation. Yeah. So, some of the things I did with self evaluation is, you know, how do you feel today, sir? Mm. Like, really, how do you feel today? Um, Do you feel good about, you know, where you're at right now? Do you feel good about your decision? Um, Do you feel good about um, your health? Do you feel good about your physical uh, place that you're in? Um, Do you feel good about who you are as a man? Um, Do you feel good about your relationship with God? Do you feel good about you know, how you're handling fatherhood. You know, these are just questions that I would just ask myself. Um, just out loud? Yes. Okay. And sometimes I would be, you know, in the mirror. Um, I think that's the hardest one. It's just looking at yourself in the mirror and asking yourself those questions and, you know, having to speak to yourself out loud. Um, it's a little bit easier sitting down with a pad and kind of jotting, but when you're in that mirror and you're, evaluating yourself and what you see and what you what you see past the eyes you know I could say um it's really it can get tough you know and it's supposed to um so I think for me you know that self-evaluation was what did it for me um challenging myself to be okay when I wasn't okay um and expressing why I wasn't okay, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I'm struggling with this today, you know. Um, There's times where, you know, um, I struggle with, um, you know, I I remember vividly there was a Sunday um, that I I was on my way home and I didn't have my son this weekend. And um, I was... um, I was sitting at the light. I just got off the highway, and I was sitting at the light, and I was just started to tear up, and I was like, yo, what the heck is going on here? Like, what's going on? Um, and I literally had to stay stopped at the light and, and literally miss the light because it just, emotions overwhelmed me, you know, and it was just the fact of that I was going home, and it was nobody going to be there, you know? Um and I had went home plenty of times before, yeah. you know, um, and there's nobody there. And, you know, but I think for me at that moment, that was just kind of like a final releasing of the healing journey. Like, OK, it's 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 time to get it all out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's time to finish dealing with this. You've been toying with it for a long time now. Um, and I I definitely had a moment and you know I dealt with it and 
you know, it it was one of those things where it was necessary. It had to happen, you know. So um, that was, you know, one of the things that I dealt with with that. Um, you said three. So yeah. the so second you gave one, us therapy. Yeah, therapy and self evaluation. Um, my third one would be, I would take those two as one and I'll give you two more. So the second one would be, um, being aggressive with my talents and with my passions, um, and just attacking them and going after life, you know, things that I may have wanted to do or didn't possibly have a bunch of time or ability to do inside of the relationship um I definitely just kind of opened them up just kind of popped the lid off and just went at it um so you know one of those things was you know private catering and things like that you know food is my passion um you know seeing people smile through a great meal that was prepared by by me is definitely one of the highlights of my life you know um so it's why I do what I do Um, and so, you know, just being able to do that and, you know, get, get gigs, um, business has been great, you know, um, it just, just kind of finally slowed down a little bit over the past, you know, month or so, but, um, there's definitely still work to do. There's definitely still bookings on the, on the books for this month, um, and months to come, you know, um, but, that was another thing that helped me, you know, just engulfing myself in my craft and things that I was passionate about, you know, and really challenging myself um, with um, photography and videography. Um, It's something that, you know, I like to do, but I never went after it, you know, so that was one of those things that, you know, also kind of went after and you know, found me a mentor and, you know, started to really learn and take some courses and do some things like that. Um, And, um, you know, I'm very happy about where I am now and the things that I can do in that arena um, and things that I do now on a regular basis. Um, You know, so that was another thing. And um, I would say lastly, um, would be just being more intentional about the future. Um, I think a lot of times, sometimes you live, we live for the now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've done some work on myself to set myself up in the future to, to do well and, you know, get involved in things that, will last more than a few days, you know, that will last a lifetime pretty much, you know, just being very well diverse and, you know, the stock trading and, you know, mutual funds and just, you know, a lot of financial literacy things. Um, so that that's something else that helped me balance. Um, and these are all positive things that, you know, for me, those that's the key. You know, positivity is always going to be the key. You know, something that's going to grow you, something that's going to challenge you, something that's going to shape you for the better. Um, so for anybody out there that, 
may be listening or, you know, may hear this down the road that are, you know, close to where I am or in my shoes, I would say always choose positivity. Um, Never do things for that temporary satisfaction, you know. Um, So that would be my three. So, one of the questions that you asked me that I mm-hmm. really like, how has your mindset changed? Mm-hmm. Or are there certain things that you do now that you didn't do before? Um, I would say, like, my mindset has changed as far as, like, expectations of a woman, definitely. What um, do you mean? Meaning, like, just what I thought back then was enough for me is it's not enough for me anymore so what does that look like now expectation wise um i would say it, it looks like it looks like i'm oh, sorry are you exposed right now <laughs> Am I in your business? <laughs> you definitely in my game room. <laughs> you definitely done bust the I'm door sorry, down. I'm all in your kitchen right now. Sorry, yeah. chef. Yeah, you definitely are. Um, <laughs> but it's cool. It's cool. Um, I think, though, what it looks like for me is just, like, um, a lot of dealing with, you know, what I see now and not thinking or hoping that things will change or get better or improving. Um, I think for me, it's like just definitely dealing with the reality of what somebody gives me. So you don't do the P word? Nah, potential is not really, um, it's not really something that I even think about or like say like oh well this got really good potential i mean maybe if we're talking about a financial investment or something like that but i'm talking about with a your, human being your lifelong spouse yeah with a human being nah baby you you gotta be showing me what i need to see right now um so i would say that's definitely um you know that's a difference um dealing with what i see now um and understanding that, hey, you know, um, this is this is what it is. This is what it isn't. And, um, you know, to take it a step further, just really understanding um, what is what is going on, what is happening with a person. Um, I think in the past for me, I may have definitely overlooked some situations that they were deeper than I than I looked at them they weren't just surface level issues they were deeply rooted things that you know I missed um so I definitely think now um I definitely dive a little bit deeper into things that I see Mm -hmm. um and it's kind of transformed even into my even into my work life um just some people be like, oh, you're too deep and you just thinking too far into it. And I'm just like, it's just my brain. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that's just how I operate. So you're self-aware. Yeah. If yeah. If you were to put that into Yeah, definitely. Word. Definitely. Definitely 
definitely, you know, self-aware and definitely, um, you know, I still have optimism. I still want to see the best in everybody. Love that for you. I never, I'll never not be that way. But mm-hmm. I think the reality of things for me is that what I may see as the best for someone may not be their best in their eyes. Um, so just accepting that and coming to terms with that um, at a faster rate than I ever have before in life. Okay. So what are some of your red flags now? Actually, before we even get into that, mm-hmm. are you open to dating? Um, you know, it, for me, it, it gives me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> so what is that like for you um, life after a divorce? Have you been on a date? I mean, yeah, I've been on a date. Okay, why? I've been on a date. <laughs> <laughs> why are you saying it like that? Like it was like pulling teeth. Nah, it's not pulling teeth. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've been on a date. You know, been out to eat with somebody. How did that go? Um, tell it, her, tell her. It tell went me. well. Yeah. You know, it went swell. The That's date cute. was good. You Love know, that. you know, had some good dinner okay. and good conversation and stuff like that and. You know, um, I'll put it to you like this. Mm-hmm. There, I've been there, and I know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I haven't forgotten what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just not in a rush to get back there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because there was a point in time where I think I bit off more than I could chew with that, you know, kind of went on a date thing and, you know, got a little bit, you know, too far in it. Mm -hmm. And then I got to the point where I was just like, yeah, this ain't, I'm not ready for this. You know, it's not. fast and grown. I mean, it happens. It happens. (laughs) It happens to all of us. It happens to all of us. But what I will say is I did tell the person, like, I think I might be a few months ahead of schedule here. And I I definitely was. Um, so, you know, um, you know, I had the conversation with them and, you know, they understood. And it wasn't like I was hiding from them that I was coming out of a marriage and, you know, all the things like that. So they knew, you know, off the rip what it was. Um, but I think that, you know, where I am now, I just would rather continue to grow and matriculate and focus on the things that I have in play and, um, you know, continue to progress in life and align things how I want them to. And then, you know, when I get to the point where I feel like, you know, the totality of the healing journey is complete, um, then I will say, okay, let me get myself back out there seriously. Um, But right now I just feel that, you know, that's not where I'm at, and when I get there, I'll, I'll get there. I'm not rushing. No. So no rushing? Nah, not I rushing. I love that for you. Take your time. Definitely. Don't be, you know, six months ahead of the game. Nah, definitely can't be. Calm down. Trust me. <laughs> your boy is calm at this point. <laughs> your boy is calm at this point. Okay, so some of, what are some of your red flags? Um, and I feel like we talk about this a lot throughout, like, our first season, like, our red mm-hmm. flags and what we look for in relationships, blah, 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 but still. Um, 
I think number one red flag for me is um, manipulation, all forms. Um, I just think that it shouldn't be tolerated. It can't be accepted or talked about or moved around or maybe they'll grow out of it. If someone is an active, yeah, if someone is an active manipulator, like they, they're not growing out of that. Like that's that's embedded in them. Maybe they grown. They grown. <laughs> like that's that's what they gonna do. Um, so that would be number one for me. Um, manipulation. Um, number two for me, red flag would be just not being okay with being alone. If I notice that, you know, you always gotta be with somebody. You gotta have a best friend. Gotta have a family member. Gotta have this. You gotta have that. Like you don't lay with yourself you don't invest in yourself um I can't deal with it um because I I definitely it just takes me back to a place where if you don't know who you are how can you connect with me um and I'm just not I'm not here for it if I don't hear that you have healthy self reflection habits or healthy self time like I'm just you're gonna you're gonna lose me like my interest is gonna diminish very quickly um, because I just feel like if you can't love you, then you can't love nobody else. Period. So um, that would be red flag number two for me. Um, red flag number three. And for give me. us three. We're so lucky, guys. <laughs> red flag for number three for me would be um, a negative Nancy, not a non-optimistic person. I can't. I can't deal with it. Like if you always beating yourself up or you're always oh this or uh, I'm this or I'm that or everybody this or the world out to get me or I can't do this or I can't succeed and I did this and da 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 my mama did this my daddy did this baby you over 30 like (laughs) your parents are human like why are you still blaming them like come on what have you done since then you know so um definitely a negative Nancy and someone that doesn't have optimism about their life in life in general is uh is you probably probably not even about to get a text back after that Damn. after that third time I'm, I'm giving ghosted. I mean it's not that they're going to be ghosted because the same way I told you the same way I would tell them so you know what it is with me um you know how I feel you know where I'm at you know where I'm coming from um so like I said I'm going to talk to you about it I'm going to say hey like you know what what do you think and i'm i'm very 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 good at it at communication to a fact now to where i can speak challenging without putting someone down you know so i can say for instance okay so i listen to what you had to say right um i understand i hear you i respect your feelings and your emotions um, but please elaborate on me what you gain from by taking that stance in that certain scenario of being negative. What did you gain from that? Like, how is that going to help you? How are you going to grow from this? What are you going to do? How are you going to get from it? Like, and if you have no answers for me, I don't know what to tell you, bro. <laughs> like, um, yeah, so those would be my three red flags. Okay, 
So we can talk about red flags. We can mm-hmm. talk about green flags. For sure. But we're going to do a whole podcast topic on this, so don't be giving away too much. I only give two. How about okay, that? Okay, I love that. So what are two of your green flags that you're going to look for once you, you know, dip your little chef toes <laughs> back into the mix? Um, a green flag for me would be um, would be someone that's about their that's about their bag. Um you know, someone that is attacking life and, you know, going after multiple streams of income. Um, I'm very much big on that. I think that everyone should have it in some form or fashion, even if you don't do anything. Um, even if someone just totally runs the business for you and you just collect the check, still a multiple stream of income. Um, so that would be a green flag for me. Um, someone that's very much passionate about that. Um, and another green flag for me would be, um, someone that is something that I do that's like inadvertently I do it, but someone that has, uh, uh, eye to study the person they're into and not in a creep way, but just, Giving me Joe from you. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like, understanding where someone's shortcomings may be or understanding where they need help, but they may not be voicing it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that extra level of care, that extra level of insight, that is just inside of you, that you do. It doesn't mean, like, oh, I have to be fully invested into this person to tap into this. Nah, like, this is just who you are, Mm -hmm. you know? And it could be something minute, random, you know. It could be maybe you're listening to, you're dating someone or you're talking or whatever, and maybe they've mentioned to you that they forget their headphones once or twice a week, you know. And you pick up on that and say, you say, hey, you're talking to them, they're about to leave. Hey, don't forget your headphones. I remember you said, you know, you know, you forgot them yesterday or, you know, you have forgotten them in the past. So, you know, just a simple reminder of stuff like that. Like just someone that really pays attention. Like that's, that's attractive as fuck to me. That's adorable. Yeah. I love that for you. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Every time you say that, you crack me up, but (laughs) I know you genuinely mean it. No, I really do love that for you. But just the way that it comes out, it just makes me laugh. I hope that you get everything that you want, Elgin. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I definitely feel like I would. I think you're going to. Definitely. Okay, so kind of bringing our. Can you believe it's already almost been an hour? Yeah, man, it's almost been an hour, and you know. Wait, I'm still not done though. I still have more questions. Okay, I have let's one more get question. it. Let's okay, get it. so to wrap up our episode and bring it around the mountain, mm-hmm. what advice would you give to the men? Because mm-hmm. I got the ladies. Okay. So the men on who are starting their separation process. Mm-hmm. In the midst of their divorce, mm-hmm. and then the ones who are post-divorce. Okay. So let's start first. If you're starting your separation mm-hmm. process, the advice I would give to you as a man would be to, number one, be intentional with what you want from this process. Speak it. Uh, write it down. Rewrite it down, look over it, be very intentional with what you want from this position. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, from what 
I've learned and from even from my own experiences, sometimes when you do the separation, it's no it's no real end goal. It's just like you're gonna go your way, I'm gonna go my way, and then eventually we'll talk and get back together and figure it out. Like, nah. Like if we're gonna do the separation and do it right, it has to have end goal, has to be something that you wanna accomplish from it and things like that. So if you try that and it don't work and you know, you're to the point where you're at the divorce state. Um, you know, it just depends on where you are. Mine is different because I had a kid. Um, so for me, you know, if you have a kid, just remain focused on the child and what the child needs. And don't let the child be forgotten in the process. You can't forsake your time with the child because you're dealing with the parent, the other parent, um, the mother. Um, so definitely don't forget about the child. Um, and you know, if there's no child, I'd say, you know, make sure that you, you tie up all loose ends, you know, make sure that you're sure, make sure that you've done the work on yourself because if you get to the point where you want to divorce and you can't look back and say, hey, I need to improve, then, um, you know, it's it's a sad day for you. Um, I definitely say, you know, divorce is definitely a two-way street. Um, it's never one person that tarnished the marriage or never one person that, you know, made it go sour. It's, it's, it's a two-way street, you know. Um, and are there some times where the fence may lean a little bit more to the other side? Yeah, possibly. But at the end of the day, you know, everybody plays a role. Everybody has a part. And, um, you know, even if you're not the one that per se wanted the divorce, make sure you still accept your role inside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and be true to yourself and, and do some do some self-evaluation and some healing and be okay with being alone. Um, I don't know how much I can stress that, you know, just be okay with being alone. Um, because anybody that's been in a relationship for a long time and, you know, dealt with commitment, there are going to be times where you're going to just be like, damn, I just wish I had somebody, you know, um, I'm just really lonely in this moment, you know? And sometimes I thank the Lord for, you know, me having my son, um, there were some nights that, you know, I didn't put him in his bed on purpose because I wanted somebody to hold, you know. Um, so, you know, I was a little bit fortunate with having a kid. Um, but even if you're not there, um, just be okay with being alone. Definitely. Um, and for the gentleman that, you know, on the other side, Gang, gang. Live life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, let me just stop doing shit. Um, nah, um, but seriously, all jokes aside, um, you know, once you get to the other side, just take your time, man. Um, be honest with yourself. Be honest with, you know, the individuals that you're, you know, interacting with, talking with. Um, keep an open line of communication um amongst yourself first and with them you know and wherever you at just walk in that just say that you know um sometimes I think if you're if your actions don't always line up with what you're saying 
remember that you at least admit it to what you feel internally. Because sometimes you may you may sway, you know. You may say, hey, I'm not ready for this or ready for that. And your actions may show something different. Um, and, um, you know, but just be open and transparent and honest about it, you know. Um, so that would be my advice. And, and really get back to whatever you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Whatever your passion is, fall into that more than falling into another woman. And that's just plain and simple as that. You can take it in slices however you want. But um, for me, that has been the biggest, you can say saving grace or you can say, you know, the biggest thing for me is I'd rather run towards my future than a temporary feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, a temporary gratification, um, satisfaction, you know. Um, So definitely – Fall into your passions. Go for whatever it is that you may not have gone for in the past and and let time run its course. And when it's time for you to do what you want to do again, when it comes to a relationship, you, you've been there. Once you've been married, I mean, no matter if it was good, bad, or indifferent, you did it. Yeah. So um, you know what it takes to do it. You know what it's like. You know what you like should be by now. If you're divorced, you should know what the hell you like. Um, if you don't, then I mean, I Why feel sorry that so for you. Aggressive? Because <laughs> Why are you? I mean, like sometimes people they be gentle get with them. Sometimes people they get a divorce and they still don't know what the heck they want. Like, come on, like you've been here before. Like you should know. But um, yeah, I would say, you know, chase your passion. Um, go after life um, in a positive note. And um, just give yourself time to heal and grow. And when you get to that point, you'll get back out there. Don't rush it. Definitely. Definitely. Elgin, thank you so much for your transparency and honesty with our squad. Definitely, definitely. Always, always. So now that you guys have heard both of our stories, you know where we're at and what that looks like for our life. Definitely. You know, I think this is a good second episode to wrap it on up, wrap it up, up, up. (laughs) (laughs) Wrap it up, 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 definitely. (laughs) So definitely to wrap it up, um, i just like to say thank you guys. Um, I always want to thank our listeners, appreciate your your time, man. I don't take it for granted that you take time out your day to check in with us. Um, You know, just just hear our hearts, man. Just know that, you know. This comes from a real place. It's um, definitely something that we're both, you know, passionate about. We work at, we put time in and dedicate, you know, hours of preparation to what we want to. It's hard you know, having a baby. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so what we want to discuss and, you know, what angle we want to take on things and, you know, even, you know, what things we don't want to talk about, you know. Definitely. Um, so definitely continue to ride on this journey with us, man. Thank you for tuning in um if you haven't already followed us you need to be following us um on instagram at lna podcast um you can also catch me on instagram at um executive underscore l and you can catch the lovely miss a at a moment with a not you doing the whole outro 
Definitely, man. I'm killing it. I'm <laughs> you killing are. It. You're on fire. Like, keep going. And um, thank you guys for listening. And hope you enjoy this episode.